right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Interview of an Avatar. My name is Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at CryptoGhost2. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is a podcast that is designed to get to know the people behind the avatars that you interact with on a daily basis on Twitter. I'm going through Cowboys Twitter right now. And today's guest is a very special guest of mine. He's one of my favorite followers on Twitter, probably one of your favorite followers as well. Um, it is the caveman, Mike White. Mike, how you doing today, man? Doing well, Bubba. How about yourself? Pretty good. How's your weekend been? Man, I really can't complain. <laughs> I, I really can't complain. Just came back from an awesome session at MJP and put lady on a plane. She's in Florida for the week. I'm just alone doing my own thing. Is that business or or pleasure for her? Uh, pleasure. She's 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 there with her mom and her nieces and stuff. So they're they're they got an Airbnb right off the beach and they're just killing it right now. Yeah, there you go. Little rest and relaxation, just recharge the batteries. Yes, sir. Uh, so where can we find you? Uh, where can we find you at on Twitter? Um, podcast, if you do any YouTube, anything like that. So the only thing I have going right now is my Twitter. Is at at not to be tried. You know, that's as Jerry Jones says, not to be tried. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 where I'm at. I don't have I don't have Instagram or anything like that, but. You know, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm there. And not to be trite. Uh, it, it, it's the, it's the, is it Sasquatch? Is it Sasquatch picture? Is that what that is? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually Harry and the Henderson. Oh, it's Harry. like, for, <laughs> with, and I, I photoshopped it was, uh, I forget some political campaign or bullshit that I <laughs> photoshopped my head onto. And that's, that's basically what it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, so for the listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, growing up where you live and stuff like that. So I, I grew up in Van Austin, Texas, little, little, little bitty two a town and I've been in construction my entire life. And I grew up playing football and knowing people who were in football. And when you're in the North Texas area, it's not hard to bump into several different people who are also in football and you learn people from that situation. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I was never good at football. Wouldn't lie. <laughs> I did my best, but I was terrible at it. <laughs> so, motocross is more my thing. Um, I was more into the single person team sport. So, and then I got into fire department and stuff like that. And just met people and know people in this area. Cause I've been in this area so long. And if you know anything about North Texas, it's a super hot bed for everything football. Yeah. Like it's, it's no, like, it's like South Florida okay. and there is, there is coaches, there's players, there's ex coaches, there's ex players. And you just, and you know, being the, uh, I guess like a better words, day drinker than I am, you end up running into people and that are bartenders or bar managers or waiters or that know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and all of this, ties in together okay so what uh, what position did you play in football uh middle linebacker and right tackle so so did you play your did you play like here in ohio they start at seventh grade basically like organized so seventh eighth through you know through 12 is that what you did all the way through no there? no like like um when in texas there's there's not a select sports for football so you with when you get to middle school in texas when i was in school seventh and eighth grade was middle school ninth okay, through twelfth yeah. was 
you know, it was high school. Yep. And I played until my 11th year of high school. And then I decided that I'd like doing my own thing more. So, and I was, I mean, that's also because I was terrible at football. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you, you hit puberty at 19 and things change. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like where I, where I grew up, uh, it's, it's football. Uh, it's, it's basically all it is. Uh, I live in Northern Ohio, um, rural Northern Ohio, a bunch of country fed boys. And uh, like I said, football is king, but I played soccer. I've never played a down of organized football in my life. Uh, so you and me kind of similar in that situation that like, you know, like you, you said you weren't very good, but I never played. And, you know, you like, you like, you know, your football. So that's, that's where it's at. So when did, uh, when did you pick up the caveman moniker uh, that, that you refer yourself to and how did that come about? Uh, honestly, it came through with lady when I start, started dating her uh, eight years ago, she goes, you're a caveman. Like, I don't understand what you're saying right now. It's like, you don't know how to run an oven. You've never touched a microwave. All you know how to do is cook out, cook outdoors and build fires and do this. I'm like, I mean, okay, I don't hate it, but I guess I'll embrace it. And that's, that's when it came about. And I just, I literally, if you want me to cook inside, I'll burn the house down, but you want me to go outside I can cook you the best steak you've ever had in your entire life off the back of a rusted jungle gym in the middle of a tornado. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that tweet earlier. And <laughs> you also, you also had mentioned, you know, uh, you said country fried steak or chicken with taters and gravy. Isn't that something like the, you know, the, the KFC famous bowls. Yeah. But the KFC, here's the problem with the KFC bowl. If you've ever actually had one, that little plastic bottom gets okay. super hot. Okay. It gets it gets super hot. If you have a cup like a fuzzy's cup or or uh torchy's cup or anything like that, like mm-hmm. the dicky, like Lord forbid you were at Dickies and you had a cup, <laughs> you you could put that in there and it the heat transfer wouldn't get there. Okay. So that yeah, and it also if I was doing it, it would be better than KFC. Yeah, obviously. So you, you know, you said that you, you know you're a caveman. Uh, your 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 lady gave you that. Uh, so co- sort of go along that lines. Uh, the majority of your life, you've been uh, in construction in the uh, building industry, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, so when did you decide that's what you wanted to do uh, in your life? Uh shit, man. Maybe thirteen. I've just always I've just always been good at. I'm an outside dog. You know, I just, I'm, and that's part of the caveman. Like I'm an outside dog and I'm good at building stuff. I'm good at demo. And it's just something that's always came naturally to me. It doesn't take effort for me to understand how we need to, you know, okay. So we got a low spot. We need to bring in 20, 20 square yards of fill Mm -hmm. and bring that in. Like, it's just something that's always came natural to me. And I turned that into the better part well, until I left there, what, three months ago mm-hmm. to a better part of a 20, 20 and a half year career. And I just wasn't happy at where I was working anymore, but that's, that's, that's who I am. I grew up like a, a race moto. I grew up skateboarding. I grew up building moto tracks and 
when you're building motor tracks, you learn to see grade because if your grade isn't right, you're going to get kicked off to the right, kicked off to the left, kicked mm -hmm. off. You know, you want that. You want it to be even playing. And that's what I've never met a piece of machinery I couldn't run. And that's that's where, how that how all that came about. And shit, man, the the first quote unquote full-time real job I had, they were working on Highway 75 out out on literally Highway 75 in Van Austin. And I showed up with a shovel and a hard hat and just started shoveling asphalt. And the superintendent showed up at one point and he goes, Who the hell are you? It's like, oh, they hired me three days ago. I'm I'm Mike White. I'm just I'm here working. He's like, all right, well, let me get you a safety vest. And that's, that's just how I, that's how I've always rolled, man. Hard work, hard work, hard work is, it does something to my soul. Yeah. And it's, I it's guess like, that's, and it, it's like, it's hard to find people that want to do hard work and, you know, in today's society that it's almost like kids, not kids, but, um, you know, everyone wants uh, something given to them and they, they don't want to put in the hard work. So what advice would you give someone who would want to go into that industry and make it, make it a career like you did? Uh, first of all, I'd tell them to go to college, but <laughs> <laughs> second of all, like it ain't college ain't built for everybody. Right. You know, and, right. and, you know, sometimes you're going to be in a job that or a position in life that you can't exactly deal with. And sometimes you just got to kind of push through it so you can make a name. And once you build enough of a resume, three years, three years, once you build enough of a resume, you can take that and take it to somewhere else. If you can tuck your chin and push through the heat for 18 months, you'll have enough of a resume where you can leave that piece of shit job mm -hmm. for a better job. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't want you don't want to see someone's resume where they're like jumping from job to job to job because no no, no employer wants to see that so yeah that, that I, makes that makes sense. I, I've, I've stayed at the job seven years longer than i should have because i wouldn't listen to my own advice it's really easy to tell somebody advice mm -hmm. when it ain't your life yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh construction it's a lot like it's a lot like the military which was like my background when i first got out of high school um and it brings in it takes you with different people uh, from different backgrounds. Um, so there's always a good story. Um, so what's the craziest moment or story that you've ever had while on a job site? Oh, man. We had a guy. We were building a uh, clear well for a, a, a sewage pump system. And the rebar was stayed up because we had that you when you these pumps are super big like the pumps are literally as tall as me i'm six four okay. the, the pumps are the pumps are taller than me and you have to tie off rebar to have them up to secure the pumps somebody tripped and fell in that hole 25 feet down got impaled came straight up straight up through in between his lower right lung and the kidney somehow, some way missed the vital organs. 
somehow, some way, but there were still 11 feet of rebar sticking out of him. Yeah. So like, how did they, how did they end up get, getting them getting them out? I, like, I I I got down there and I I took a uh, I took a pair of bolt cutters and I trimmed it off right close as I could. They shot him up full of teradol, and we just mm. yeah oh. this yeah. So, so when you were in, uh, so did you do mostly building or was it like, like road work and stuff like that too? That, so the, the first job I had, we didn't, we didn't have, I was working for a public works department. We okay. didn't have, we didn't have departments. We just, we were public works. So trees, okay. parks, streets, you know, all of that. And at that same time, I was still on FD and cause it was a volunteer FD and it was, more money in my pocket i was making like fucking 1086 an hour <laughs> to pour concrete so yeah and any, anything i could anything i can make extra was was part of it and man just it was absolutely insane the entire the type of stuff we would end up to like so where i where i worked was in fairview and that's right off i don't know if you're familiar with it it's right next to allen okay and it's it's a, it runs off the highway so we would get calls where a, a drunk driver had went the opposite direction off on the service road and just absolutely depleted somebody. And a lot of that, a lot of that, I don't know, man. Sorry. Now no, you're good. <laughs> like that's, 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 that's where like, I, I, when I, when I speak on things, I come from a place of, of, of realness and there's, yeah. there's stuff that I, I, to this day, I can't speak about. Mm -hmm. And I understand that hard work. And when you live with somebody who is also your coworker, because you don't have a choice, you're living together and mm -hmm. makes you a family. And that's, what's always aggratiated me to football. Correct. I was I was never I was never good at football. I would love to say and lie and say I was. I wasn't. Never never was good. But I get like when Dak Prescott said that the world needs more locker rooms. That's that's how we were. And like yeah. I wasn't I wasn't in the military, but you know it's just almost not this. I don't want to say it's the same thing. Oh, but, it's similar. It's it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of my a lot of my guys that I were with that I was with were in the military previously, mm -hmm. and yep. it's you get that camaraderie and that brotherhood that is so important. Yep. It is so important, and that's how you know. To this day, that's how I get to do the tweets that i do because i know people who have went i worked with them we were in the trenches and we went different directions and some of these guys you know are working with nfl teams right now mm -hmm. and that's how all that came about yeah i feel you on the camaraderie thing because when i got out of the marine corps in 2014 uh I, I could say that i wasn't ready but i got out because my oldest son was born and i missed it so much i went back into the i went back into the national guard uh, so it was like two years later, just because I missed the camaraderie. Like I did, I didn't know you. I didn't know you were military, but I yep. really, I, I didn't. So. Yeah, I did. Five, I did five years Marine Corps and then uh, three years in the uh, Army National Guard here in Ohio. But yeah, yep. 
but yeah, I like I I feel you on that camaraderie because yeah, it it's yeah, it can it's home. Uh, stuff can it's, like rip you. Yeah. It's home. Like yep. <laughs> like you you're with these dudes 50, 60 hours a week. Yep. More than your family. And it's just so it just means so much. Yeah, it's you know, you guys embrace the suck together. You live through the good times, you live through the bad times together. And the shop, like yep. I call it like so we had a we were working on a uh, <laughs> we were working on a sewer lake and it was like 24 hours as a force main. So every time the pumps kicked on, the fucking there's raw sewage pumping up on us, and we're just trying to yep. figure this out. We finally get it fixed, and then we have some beers on the tailgate. Yep. And it's just like those Shawshank beers, man. It's, it's yeah. those, those Shawshank beers. <laughs> and, and, and those are the ones that you remember the most, you know, because delicious. It, yep. it was, it was like lukewarm Bud Light. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does not matter. Uh, so uh, you basically, uh, you recently, like you mentioned before, you recently left your construction job uh, close yeah. to 20 years. Uh, what endeavors are you diving into now? Man, I, I've got, several different irons in the fire i've actually i'm actually thinking about so since the reach i have on twitter is immense and i was talking about that taqueria around the corner from her folks place where i'm actually at right now and they had uh 135 different customers come through from one of my tweets nice there you go (laughs) So I'm thinking about starting starting a marketing thing, and then I'm I'm just really hesitant to jump right back into construction. Yeah, because I man, you just work yourself to the bone. You really yeah. you you really do. And other other than that, um, just kind of doing side jobs. I got some landscaping stuff and stuff. Like I know you know, and as you know, I know quite a few people. It's like yeah. hey. Mike, you want to come over and plant a couple of trees for me and, you know, maybe weed eat the hedges and stuff like that. I'm like, sure, I'm on the way. And that's kind of what I've been doing. So as of right now, I'm just kind of floating through side job to side job. But for my mentals, I need to figure out something steady. That's yeah. just for your mentals. Just, you get yeah. that. So like, so you say you do yard work. Are you one of those guys who's able to, to mow the, the lines in the yard? You better, you better. Then what are you? What are you doing out there, bud? You better. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I don't. Because you, I have it, so it, many. Like, if you looked outside my these windows right here, you're like, holy shit, he's got like twelve trees and like <laughs> there's like no space to do that kind of stuff. No, you you better you better put the lines down. You know, <laughs> you better lay. If you're mowing, you better lay some stripes. <laughs> so how do you how do you actually do it? So what you have to do is first off, you weed eat first yeah get get around the trees get yep. around the trees and clear that out enough to where you know where you can run a straight line outside the trees okay now there there your lines are and you go east to west one week you go north to south one week no oh, okay I, yeah i can follow lines i'm talking about like how they look like they're different color lines you know what i mean uh when you, like passes you know sometimes they look like they're dark green and then they're light green and, and well that's green. that's that's a that's a side discharge mower that's a, that's how they do that so oh, okay. if you don't it with the side discharge mower it's different but if you have a bagger you can do consistent lines where they don't matter okay. and if you do can but the problem with the bagger is 
you got to empty that somebody out. Like, oh, I feel that. <laughs> I, I got a high, I got a high water table, and like remember my dogs, my remember my dogs go out, and it's like man alive. I do that maybe two or three times a week. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 so, but it's worth it because you know, like I actually was at a HOA meeting. I actually this here's how here's how much of a fucking red ass I am about lawns. So <laughs> <laughs> their family didn't win Lord Yard of the Week. Yeah, and the and the people down the road did. The people down the road pay for their landscape service. Uh, I go to the HOA meeting. I was like, I thought, I thought we were paying for, you know, we got awards for the best lawn, not who has the best lawn service. Mm-hmm. He didn't even mow his yard. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I take I take it serious. Like I drive by somebody's house and I see they mowed and they didn't weed or edge. Yeah. What do you, why'd you why'd you even why'd you even come outside because it looks worse it's 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 like shaving your head and leaving the sideburns yeah (laughs) mr garrison seriously why 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 why'd you even get out of bed if you were going to do that yeah so yeah i i also live in hoa but mine's like a wooded hoa so it's like that's probably the worst decision i've ever made is living in an hoa but uh, we're, we're on the verge of getting out of it. Um, unfortunately, my my wife's grandfather is sick. Like, he's been in the hospital for two weeks now, and so Sorry, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been I've been over there uh, at her family's house because they're taking her parents are taking care of, uh, you know, her grandparents because they live right next door to each other, and so I've been taking care of our yard and all three of those yards. So, and we're supposed to be getting that house when they pass. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on my way out of my, out of my HOA, but I'm going to miss it because there's 30 houses back here and there's only two of us that hunt and we have 80 acres of woods to hunt back here. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss that, but, <laughs> but I got, I got, here's a, here, here, here's a pro tip spray, spray everything you think you need to weed eat. Yeah. We need it. We need it one time then spray it, spray it. Yeah, that's I'm what spraying. I did on my my uh my back walkway outside my porch. I did that. I used that triple action roundup. So I just you know you don't you don't want roundup. That's bad for you. <laughs> use it. Use a little bit of salt, a little bit of kerosene, and cut it with water. Okay, so that's a good tip. <laughs> so uh, let's see here, barbecue. Um, you said you're <laughs> you're awesome at barbecue. You post stuff all the time for uh, pictures of what you're doing um when did you really start to what when did that really start to pique your interest uh and you dive into the art form because uh, a couple weeks ago i had reed reed hansen on um and he's big into barbecuing stuff too so it's when when did that really pique your interest my entire life there you go my entire life it's just it's just a culture when you're in texas it's just a culture you grew up in and unfortunately i love my pops you know, I love him with all my heart, but I started growing up and getting older and learning he was not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And it, it needed to be done right. So I do it right. So and, you smoke, charcoal, propane? Uh, whatever you want. Oh, nice. Whatever you want. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 could cook, I could cook you a steak on a fucking rusted, like I said, on a rusted jungle gym in the middle of a tornado. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like I, I can't cook inside. Don't ask me to go inside. I'll burn house down. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I absolutely have no, like outside of a microwave, I can't yeah. cook inside. Yeah. 
That's uh, I do some cooking inside, but it's with the air fryer. As we have like one of those combination air fryers that has like the oven in it too, so just slap it in and that's good to go. So <laughs> I barely even use my big oven anymore unless we're doing something different. But that's the way instant pots and air yeah. fryers. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had an oven. Our last two places we lived that I had an oven, and the only reason we used it was to use it as a hot hold box for the barbecue. So your wedding too. Um, yeah, I've been told um, by a pretty reliable source that you catered your entire meal on the yeah. on your big day by by Dalton and me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I did. Yes, I did. So what all did that entail for you? Because that's one of those things that can like either make or break your reception along with like DJs and in your yeah. bar. So I, I have a little 16 foot trailer smoker and I backed it into the driveway and about 11 o'clock the night before my wedding, I, you know, I prepped all the barbecue and I threw it on there. And here's the hack that people don't think think of. Take a little desk fan. If you have a side box burner, take a little desk fan and set it beside it. So you get that. If it's a calm night, it, like it was, it was a calm, cold night. You need that constant airflow. Lord forbid. I mean, I'd rather throw another log on there than have the fire completely die out. Yeah. So at, at like 2.30 in the morning before... Before my <laughs> on the on the morning of my wedding, I actually went to bed, and uh, that had nothing to do with the barbecue. But next door, my brother's dad was coming through because he was going to work, and he would stop by. He stopped by and he threw a log on it. Good man. And I woke up. I woke. I woke up at six o'clock, and I and I checked it. I checked it out, and that's away we went. I had three briskets and i think nine pork butts and two chickens on that mm. on on that smoker and it ended up saving us my our entire wedding tax on license food everything was like 2500 bucks oh you can't beat that <laughs> you can't beat that man. <laughs> like that's like we bought beer and wine like and the for those of you that don't know if you're ever planning on a party or a wedding or whatever, buy your beer and wine from Total Wine or Sam's or Costco. Because what you don't use, you take back. There you go. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's what that's how we it was like five grand at one point, and then we ended up taking back, you know, most most of what we didn't use. So the pallets were still shrink wrapped up. I pulled up the sands and they loaded up literally pallets of beer and wine on my trailer, hauled it up, hauled it up North. What we didn't use, what was still shrink wrapped. I brought it right back. Here's my money back. Yeah. We had like one of those all inclusive weddings and cause that's what she wanted. And then afterwards she's like, we should have just eloped. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> would have saved your parents a shit ton of money. We actually, yeah, we actually got like quote unquote married long before the actual ceremony. Mm -hmm. The ceremony was just a party because it was after Rona where like everybody could finally do something, do something. And it was outdoors and it was early November, perfect weather in Texas, early November in Texas is absolutely perfect weather. Yeah. And that's, that's what we did. 
So how many people would you say you actually cooked for? Uh, about 85. 85. That, that's, that's, that's pretty good amount for what you had so yeah. did you do the did you you did the dishes as well the side dishes as well too so what so here's the here's the fun thing i'm actually part, talking about that marketing thing i'm working with a girl i went to high school with is uh currently running a catering business okay. and she brought over the chafing dishes and warming plates and had her employees just divvy out the meat all they had to do was sit there and divvy out the meat. And that's what saved me from having to do that when I still had my freaking suit on. Yeah. So that was, it, it, that's, that was, that was absolutely, it really couldn't have went better. It really, it really couldn't have went better. And I, I suggested if anybody knows how to cook, man, like, like you'll save so much money. You'll yeah. save absolutely so much money. Was it did so? Did you do like, what? What were the side dishes like? Macaroni and cheese, so, mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, we, we had macaroni and cheese. We had coleslaw, potato salad, and uh, ranch style beans. That, there you go. That's comfort food. That's that's all. It's all about. Took a. We had uh, uh, seven trays of King's Hawaiian rolls, mm-hmm. and we sliced them all the way through as they're there. Opened them up, garlic spread of them. And that's what you had for any sliders. So there was brisket sliders, there was chicken sliders, there was, you know, pulled pork sliders with the King's Hawaiian rolls. You get those, you get those Hawaiian rolls from, from Kroger? Uh, no, sir. Sam's. Oh, man. I was going to say Kroger has some of the best Hawaiian sweet rolls. And they used but to, do, you, those, they used to hey, do those subs too. Speak, speaking of, they have King's Hawaiian rolls has pretzel buns now. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't had one yet. I haven't, I haven't had one yet, but I'm super excited about it. Yeah, the other place that does pretzel rolls, I know this is kind of off topic, but uh, so it was a couple of weeks ago, we actually had Little Caesars had a pretzel crust, and that was awesome because it had it, instead of sauce, it was like the cheese as the, as the sauce. And I was like, yeah, that's good. You yeah, <laughs> need to like keep good. getting. It's like the QT the QT breakfast pizza. I love the quick trip breakfast pizza. It's got gravy instead of marinara sauce. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in all day. <laughs> yeah, breakfast pizza is actually like underrated. You know, you just you know, throw throw on some gravy on there, some scrambled eggs and some minced sausage up, and you're like, man, can't go wrong. All right, everyone. So we're gonna we're gonna take our first break here. Um, and we'll be right back with you. All right, everyone, we're back. So, Mike. You mentioned that you have a 16-foot trailer, a uh, barbecue trailer. Are you planning on doing um, anything with that, like getting into some sort of business with that as lo- along with your marketing, like a, you know, like an old gut truck or anything like that? Uh, I'm torn between that and I was told a long time ago by somebody way smarter than me to never turn your hobby into a day job. Oh, I feel that. And that, that's, that's, that's kind of where, and I really don't like people for the most part. Yeah. And if you're running a food truck or trailer smoker or whatever you want to call it, guess who shows up constantly? It's people. People. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I, I I just, I I don't know. Like I'm, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I can fucking cook, man. Yeah. And cook. (laughs) <laughs> like i mean i can cook y- y'all seen the pictures but i just I, I don't i don't know if that's what i want to do uh 
I would love to do it once I actually quote unquote retire in a couple of years. Yeah. For a little like, hey, we're open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. You know, for that. Got, I live I live here in Bowling, I live outside of Bowling Green, Ohio. Uh and so it's you know it's college town. They have they have certain days where like they'll close off certain streets and people just bring in food trucks. That's that's what they do for certain days. And it's sort of like that in the town I grew up in too. So it's especially like if people really like your business, I feel like that would be, you know, the way to go, especially like yeah. you said, when you're, re- when you're retired and. That, lo- that little town I'm, I grew up in mm-hmm. and currently now live in, um, they have a, they actually built. So there's a right across when you come across the tracks, you take a right, and there used to be a lumber yard there instead of a lumber yard that they closed off that entire corner and it's mm-hmm. now it's now a uh, farmer's market there you go from, from uh like five or sorry four to seven like four days a week and they're 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 gonna do concerts and stuff they're fucking Jefferson starships coming in a couple of weeks <laughs> that's, that's cool that's, i mean from for my, for my little podunk town that's that's pretty cool yeah so, so what what kind of what kind of food do you, do you see it because obviously it's gonna be different from like what we see here for your guys' food trucks you guys is it basically just barbecue i did no i i would do i would do texican because texican I can't do, you know, there's very, very, very few times I go more than 24 hours without eating a tortilla wrap something. Yeah. That's just, that's just how we get down here. Yeah. And I would, I would go with that. It would be a dry slaw with some pickled, pickled radishes, pickled onions and stuff like that. And, you know, with some pulled pork, a little bit of tri-tip little bit of uh maybe even some cabrito if i could get a hold of it yeah so cabrito's baby goat for for you guys that don't know unfortunately when you get authentic barbacoa it's baby goat unless unless you're in spain yeah which it's it started there with lamb yeah i've i've had i've had stuff in spain it was uh they actually cut it's like a kebabs you know they do this it's the same thing yep yeah yeah, when I was there, that's what that's what we did on the weekends. It's so, fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So uh you kind of just described this next question, but any meat is on the table. Uh what is your favorite meat to slap on the barbecue? Uh be, because you're gonna per- took it perfect every single time. Try tip. Try tip. Try tip. Try tip is, is is hands down the most underrated cut of beef that there is. Okay. And uh, outside of that, thick cut pork chops. Oh, yeah, the fat cut, along the outside of the bone. Mm. Yeah, they cut they cut bone in pork chops, mm. butterfly them, put some uh, put some little uh, apple, some apple and uh, brown rice mixture in there if you want to stuff them. Yeah. So yeah. do you do you, uh, what kind of grill do you have currently uh, that so, you use the most? I should say. Uh, my current the one I use the most is my Green Mountain Grill, the pellet smoker. It's a Green Mountain Grill Daniel Boone Prime. And that's the one I use currently. But if I had no, that that's probably my favorite. It's so easy, man. And it it feels like cheating. It's so easy. It make you yeah. make co- you make copy and paste barbecue off of it. But then I have the blackstone. So yeah. if I if I have to smoke a tenderloin, 
like a pork tenderloin. Of course it's smoked. You want it smoked, but you're not going to eat that without a sear. Right. You better not. Not in my house, you're not. Yeah. So, so I got a Blackstone, and I, that, that thing gets up to 900 degrees on a calm night. So that combo, if you had, I would say, 950 bucks to spare, you could get a pellet smoker and a Blackstone. And that's all you would need. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's what my wife's getting me for father's day, actually. Because <laughs> she, she loves you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well she's seen the, cause we got, we got her dad for his birthday. Like one of those new Traegers. Yeah. Uh, he works at like, he retired from Bowling Green State University, but like for a part-time job, he works at like the little grain elevator and he assembles them and stuff like that. But he, he basically he assembled his own gift and he didn't know it. <laughs> Uh, but she but she loves the way the meat's cooked on that. And then we got yeah. them a Blackstone for their camper. So the, I think that's what she's doing. The, the Blackstone. Because so, for those who don't know, the Blackstone, it sounds it sounds expensive because the name sounds like Stratton and Oakmont. I grew up poor. Mm-hmm. I grew up poor show. I hear Blackstone. I think, well, that's got to be at least $1,000. You can get a 36-inch Blackstone for 200 bucks. There you go. It, it's essentially a 36-inch full cast iron skillet. That drains out of one end. Yep. What's the hate? Yep. <laughs> What's the hate about that? Yep. Yeah, like, we re- we recently switched all of our stuff to cast iron too. I I mean, only our pots for like noodles and stuff is everything else is cast iron. You know, even our eggs, well seasoned egg pan, and yeah. I have a I have a cast iron Dutch oven that was held over from the Civil War era, and I hang it. And that's like I said, I can cook you anything you want outside. With that one, I literally build a campfire, let the coals burn down, and then hang that thing above it. And I'll cook a roast in it or you know, anything like that. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Cast cast iron is absolutely amazing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, every every time we go to like a Cabela's or Bass Pro, because that's where I mean Walmart here doesn't have very many of them. Uh, we go just yes, we just get lodge the lodge brand, but it's just like you, you can't go wrong. Lodge, lodge, lodge is good, man. Yeah. And and at the at the end of the day, cast iron is cast iron. Yeah, it's, it's just not, how you season it. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I said it's just how you just just how you cast and how you season a cast iron. If you don't do it right, it's gonna stick and everything else. So. Yeah. So next the next topic stats dog uh you're you know you you know you, you post all the time about stats dog um one he's probably one of the most famous dogs on cowboys twitter uh what breed uh is he and when did you get him he's he's full blue healer blue healer. I got him, I, yeah and he's going on he's going on three years old now at this point yeah and he's like He's outside of lady. He's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I, I found that little dude, and we just been we just been hanging out ever since. And and stats dog, you know, shout out to you know, cowboy stats. Y'all know you you maybe know Daniel, maybe not. Everybody knows his Twitter account yep. at, at, at 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 you know cowboy stats. Yep. And that's that's who named him. What he called that's that's where the stats dog nickname came from okay and, and so 
was he was he did you rescue him or did you buy him? no like um he was in he was an accidental litter and okay so technically yes but also technically no so yeah i know how everybody gets super heated about you know <laughs> how you got your dog or whatnot hey man so, he's, he's your best friend so it doesn't matter to me no he, he literally is yep. <laughs> yeah i feel it yeah i got i got two dogs i got roscoe he's a how old is he now he's 10 years old he's a shih tzu uh we've had him basically ever since my wife and i were together and then uh so seven or seven years now we lived here we got a um a pit boxer mix his name's bane he was a rescue too so that's he's he's i don't know if you've ever had a boxer but they're dumbest they're dumbest shit but i grew up i, I grew up with boxers they're 85 percent dirt yeah 100 percent of the time dude. i'm like i'm not even like it's so weird too because like i don't know because we like we like i said we live in like a wooded hoa and like on his first couple of years we would um he was trained where like he wouldn't have to he's like he wouldn't have to you know be put on a leash but like he would go out and he'd come right back to the door and he barks at the door when he wants to come in well like certain times of year he would just take off and i'm like and like he did it one time before i went to work and my wife was camping and i'm just like uh i gotta go to work <laughs> and i came back home and he was back underneath the trampoline just sleeping i'm like where did you go like where did you go for 10 hours <laughs> and i've yeah, always I'll come back <laughs> So Seth's dog's like actual official name is Ollie. And there's okay. been times where he, he comes back home and he's absolutely covered in horse or cow shit. <laughs> absolutely covered. And I'm more like, I'm not like as, as mad as I am about having to hose him off. It's like, you know, they'll shoot you. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're down there fucking around with like, you know, you country. Yeah, you can smell the difference in horse and cow oh, yeah. shit. Absolutely. Don't be down there fucking around with them horses. <laughs> <laughs> like you can mess with the cows all you want. You down there fucking around with them horses. I don't want to like they'll shoot you, and yeah. I'll just have to worry about where you're at. And yeah. he, he he came up the other day, and he was literally ninety three percent head to toe. Just just. <laughs> <laughs> we we just let him out to pee. He was he was just chilling, and like not fifteen minutes later, he comes back up and he's just absolutely covered in yeah. horse shit. I'm like, oh, I, like I, I wouldn't want it bad, but how did you even make that happen so quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Growing up, I lived on a I lived on a farm next to my godfather. And uh, he, he kept his cattle in the barn most of the time because they were just beef farmers. And I, I went out. Uh, we had a dog named Duke, and he would literally just jump into the cow pen. Uh, he'd you know he'd get on the walkway, he'd jump in there, and he would just run around. And he was just covered in he was just covered in shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, you hate him, but you love him. You're just like man. <laughs> but like, like, like we have a hose bib outside of the house, and there's not even a hose to attached to it. And I just cranked the hose. It was like three foot in the air. I just cranked the hose bib out. And I'm holding him and I got my shirt off and he's just getting blasted. He's like, what are you doing to me? Like, this is hey, this is a result of your actions, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't be dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like my dog Bane, like, I don't know. Sometimes like he gets mad at us uh, for when we leave for the day. So he'll just like, he'll like crap in the house sometimes just like randomly do it, but he covers it up. He finds things. He's like, takes things off tables and he'll cover it up. And then like, when you come home, 
you're like, hey, boys, I'm home. And then all of a sudden he's like hiding like underneath the bed. You can hear him like doof, 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 coming out of the bed. He's like, what did you do? And he's like, tucks his head. We, 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 we've got a little shit piece where we're from. Like, <laughs> when you just find a little sock or a little shirt, this is just a little shit piece. <laughs> it's like, how did you learn to cover it up? Like, <laughs> you're taking like, like he'll pull like, I don't know, just like the most random things. Yeah, yeah like somehow table. he'll be less mad if I drag my drag his shirt over it. <laughs> yeah, make a giant mess for everyone to clean up. Uh, so, <laughs> so a dog is as loyal to their owner, and that's uh, basically all they know their entire life. Um, in passing, uh, you mentioned that Stats Dogs has literally saved your life. Uh, if you want to, can you dive into that story? Oh, man. That's heavy. Yeah, especially in light of recent events where mm-hmm. I actually tweeted about it. Um, yep. He, I was walking out in the woods one night with, and I was hell bent mm-hmm. on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I had the pistol in my hand and he fought it. Whether I don't know if he meant to fall it or what. And my brain goes like, well, who's going to make sure he gets back home? Mm. And that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad you're here. Obviously, we're yeah. all glad you're still here. Uh, but it's crazy, like how a dog has that kind of intuition. Uh, like, like you said, like um, how they're so loyal to their owners. Uh, you you kind of see it, like when, like you know, like mil- you've probably seen the videos where, like, you know, the military guy dies, or you know, and the, the the dog lays lays at his casket. But it, it's crazy, like the kind of intuition that a, a dog has, because um, they they're basically connected to you. He, he's out man i don't want to rank him and lady but like they're the best thing that ever happened to me like with it, without them i wouldn't be here yeah oh i feel it yeah i i absolutely feel that so uh with that uh you've been you've been tweeting quite a bit lately about like mental health too uh you know you good yeah i'm good yeah. I'm good. Sorry, that was just that no, was no, you're good. That was super heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I feel you. Uh, so you've been tweeting like about mental health. We know um, Dak Prescott's bigger than mental health. It's it's kind of like the thing now. Uh, you know, um, especially with men. Uh, I've recently came out and said, you know, I told my wife that like you know I I struggled with it and she had no idea. Uh, so I've been I've been a big proponent of it too. Uh, so if you could tell the listeners one thing that you've learned in life. Uh, what would that one thing be to help them get through things? Let me be perfectly clear. Yep. There is absolutely nothing pussy about asking for help. Yep. The strongest thing you could do is ask for help. Yep. Just no simple text. It doesn't have to be, hey, please help me. Just, hey, you know, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not doing so well tonight. You want to you want to come hang out? Yep. That's it's that simple. Yep. It, it is it's that simple, and it, it, I I don't 
And obviously it's not that simple, but it is. And you never realize that when you answer that text message, how much it may actually literally save someone's life. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably lost people close to you that from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I've, unfortunately I'd, I think I'm up to like 11 now from everyone that I knew and it's, it kills me every single time, but it's, and, and I, I, I would never come close to doing it myself, but like I've, I've thought about it. Uh, but that, that's, that's another story. Um, it's just like, it's like, and it's, you know, you, you mostly see it with men. Like you, like you said, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing being a pussy about it. It's just, no. you, it's, we're, it's, we were brought up. We were brought up. We're the same. We were brought yeah. up to suppress that shit yep. until until it literally, literally kills you. Yep. It will literally kill you. Please, please, if you're remotely down bad, just reach out to someone. Just send a text. Or, you know, if you can't send a text, fucking DM me. Yeah. I, 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 I go through... I. I have literally, literally a hundred DMs a week yeah. of people. And I try to respond as many as I can. Just don't do that. Please. Yep. Please. Yeah, I know. I know. There's, no, there's no coming back. Yep. I, I know people that listen to this, you know, Stevie J, uh, he's big into, you know, he's open anytime myself. Yeah. I know like Dan Rupert. Uh, he's big into it. You, I mean, there's, there's people that there's people that are listening and people that will listen. And that's all, like you said, that's all it takes, you know, just one little Sometimes conversation. Sometimes you just need to talk, like you have a conversation. It doesn't have to be heavy. Yeah. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. Yeah, you know, we can, like, like I've had, I've had people, you know, DM me and they're down bad. And next thing you know, we're talking about grilled cheese recipes, you know, just, just somebody to talk to. Yep. Because when you feel alone and there's nothing in this world that you feel attached to, mm-hmm. that's now you don't need that. Nobody deserves that. Yep. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Um, and unfortunately you see it, like I said, you unfortunately see it in males and you see it with people with like hard blue collar jobs, like, you know, like you and I had um, and that, and that's, and it, a lot of it is missing camaraderie. I mean, yeah. your um, brother's. Yep. Were they at? That's, ex- you know? that's exactly what it is. So on a lighter note, we're going to get into some cowboy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get too heavy. I mean, you and I can talk offline, but I don't want to get too heavy. Uh, so basically, you're like a football encyclopedia for never playing. You know what? I mean, for not being good. Uh, so you say you know a lot about football. Uh, when did you fall in love with football um, and with this big dumb team? Uh I mean, I, I was born in 85, so I was, you know, as a kid during the Super Bowl era. Yeah. My, my sister was born on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and and me and me and me and Pops are still at the house trying to finish up the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's that's how that's how far it goes back. And that like and where I come from, you support local for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. You support like if I was born in Detroit, I'd be a Lions fan. If I was born in Minnesota, I'd be a Vikings fan. Like you support local, and I want better for them. 
you know, and they will probably never do better because now Catboy has control of the league. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, oh, what was I going to say here? Oh, so I like, uh, I was born in 90, so you're only five years older than me. Yeah. Um, the, so I live, I live uh, 90 minutes south of Detroit, 90 minutes west of Cleveland. So, uh, you know, like 96, they, they lost, you know, they <laughs> lost the Browns. The Browns are gone. So, yeah. uh, and the Cowboys were, you know, on TV all the time. You, you, I come home from school, ESPN Classics playing all the Cowboys stuff. So it's been that way. That's how that's how I became a Cowboys fan. Uh, I mean, it's 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 they're a, they're a hard team to root for, but they're an easy team to fall in love with. Man, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like yeah, it's, it's brings me a lot of uh, what to say uh, turmoil in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I so um you know not to harken back to where we were, but football. When I say game tweets, end yeah. game tweets are a safe space. Football yeah. is my emotional outlet. So when they're, for better or for worse, when they're going through it, I'm going through it. On those six, 16, now 17 games a year, Yeah, that 90-minute period is I live and die by that moment. And <laughs> I wish it was different, but I – you know, I I live, believe it or not, I live remotely pretty even keel outside of those games. Yeah. When the games are on, I lose my fucking mind. Yeah. I lose my mind and I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's so ingrained in me. And, you know, when, when Dak was going through those contract negotiations, it's like, please leave. Please give please give me a reason to not be here anymore. Like yeah. I, I want it like I, I, honestly, honestly, I want Dak Prescott and Dan Campbell to hook up oh. on the same team. That that would be like <laughs> like because Dan Campbell is borderline my spirit animal. I love yeah. the dude. I love I've, I've I've met him several times. He's as true as the day is long. I and Dak Prescott met him several times. He's as true as the day is long. Those two together, I I think they would actually do something with Detroit. Man. Dan Campbell. <laughs> I love him. I yeah, love, dude, he's he's awesome. I, I mean, love him. Yeah, I, and it's and it's a shame that he's got stuck with like Jared Goff. You know, like I was I was thinking Baker Mayfield was going to go there. And I'm like those personalities would collide. Not, they wouldn't collide. Baker, they, Ma- they, Baker Mayfield was going to Carolina before they before they Carolina balked on the trade. Yeah, they tried to trade him on on draft day. Yeah. And then the, was it Carolina that buffed, that buffed or was it Cleveland? Because Cleveland said that they wanted to pay like more, almost the entire contract. They, well, at, at that point, at that point, the Sean Watson shit situation wasn't as hot as it was. Yeah. And they were going to move. They wanted to move Baker for a one and four. One and four. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Which, why not? Like, yeah. I take Baker like if I didn't like if I didn't have a quarterback, I'm taking Baker one and four all day, all yeah. day. 
Where do you where do you think he's gonna end up? Cleveland. You think he's gonna be stuck in Cleveland? I, I think I think old Deshaun Watson is gonna get he's gonna catch a year. Yeah, I, I think that's a year, but I don't I don't know that the from being here and close to it, it sounds it sounds like that that relationship is not gonna happen. No, well that's that's the other thing. Yeah when when, when Deshaun Watson gets suspended. Baker Mayfield is going to go. Who phone? New phone? Who this? Yeah, yeah, because he lost the locker room from what Fuck from him. what I said. Yeah, yeah, they did him dirty. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no other way around it. Like, like they, they make make no mistake, the Cleveland Browns locker room loves Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That dude gutted out 15 games with a busted shoulder. Yep. And y'all went and got this dude. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a Baker stand. Uh, I, but I'm just like, man, I I mean, you see what he did when he took him to the playoffs and then he played hurt. And then you're just like, whatever. You, you just shove him, put him in a ditch, put yeah. him in a ditch for, for Watson. Yeah. No. And then brought in all the other quarterbacks. I, I mean, the Cleveland media is wild. Like yesterday uh, I was, I was talking to like Camber and stuff. And then um, I actually heard, I, I was driving home to the store. I was driving to the store and I heard them say, I, and I shit you not this that that Cleveland can can be the AFC champion with Jacoby Brissett. I'm like, yo, that, I'm I'm turning that's 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 that, off that the is, radio, man. That is that is that is requiem for a dream levels of copium. <laughs> yeah, they said they could be the they could they could go through the entire season without Deshaun and still make the AFC championship game. I'm like, dog, you're not even getting out of your division. No. <laughs> 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 Yeah, their excuse, hey, their hey, excuse, their see, excuse was Jacoby Brissett's interception ratio, touchdown interception ratio, ratio is two to one. Like, hey, hey, y'all, y'all better pray to football god that uh, you know Bill Belichick is terrible at being a GM. He drafted Jacoby Brissett instead of Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the I think the good word every single day they would and, they would have to rename the trophy to the Bill Belichick Trophy because he they would have continued the reign of terror. Yeah. So last year, uh, you called every single pick correctly up until the Parsons pick. Most of your followers know that you love the pick now, but what were your thoughts during that specific moment as it happened and why? I was worried about them. They, they picked him on pure projection. Let's, yep. ma- let's, let's make no mistake. The Parsons that y'all see as an NFL player was not on college tape. It wasn't correct. Straight up, straight up wasn't. If you it, like, you can go watch all the YouTube highlights you want to make you feel better about yourself. He wasn't there, and there was a lot of off the field stuff that I'm still, honestly, still trying to get over. And um, then he shows up. And literally, because like he literally shows up as a rookie and takes over the locker room because the guy that y'all swear is a leader isn't. Isn't. Mm-hmm. He never has been. He's a front runner and he's the next one out of this defense. I think I know who you're talking about. You know damn well who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a great soundbite when everything's going well. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, like I, like I live in big 10 country, so I've seen a lot of Micah Parsons and I'm like, and I, I even said like, I, I did not want him either. I did not want him because I just remember like JK Dobbins just blowing, you know, just destroying him all the time. And, you know, uh, not JT Barrett, but you know, uh, and it's just like, man, I did, I did not want him, but then you get, you get him here and you're just like, wow, that's. He loves football. He yeah. loves football. And, you know, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times and we sit there and we talk and the man, what he knows like his brain, like I, we click on the ADHD thing, like because yeah. he's a he's he's ADHD. Like, mm-hmm. make no mistake about it. And the way his brain operates is it just it just resonates with me. It just resonates with me. And you saw what he did his rookie year. He played literally every position on defense. Yeah, his rookie year. And yep. excelled at everyone. Yeah, that, I mean that that's insane. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Literally every position. Yeah, uh, I, I just I can't I I can't I I remember him dropping back into coverage and I'm like wow they they are really doing this because he wanted like when, a, what, when, he, four, when he when he when he when he tracked Galladay when yeah. he tracked Galladay and Galladay had an LPI to even get to the pass because the pass was so bad but he yeah. was still he was still blanketed. Yeah. T.J. Watt can't do that. Right. Miles Garrett can't do that. Aaron Donald can't do that. They may be better at their one specific job. They can't do what he does. Right. And I'd be curious because I actually liked him at like the nose tackle position because he was, you know, he's so fast and powerful. He's blowing, you know, he's blowing centers and, and you him, know, him and guard, him, right guards up. Him and him and Digi. Uh, I, and I like. I randomly forget that Digi is still a part of this team. Mm-hmm. And the way him and Digi work off of each other is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And they're in the backyard. That's... They're in the backyard. And, you know, he's, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm not going to say the names here or there, but there's big names. Like, there's big names that go to the backyard and yeah. they're there working. And they're doing everything they can. Like, I need a line out here. I need a line out here, you know. And it's basically seven on seven of every name you could think of. Yeah. I mean, North Texas is hot. The quarterback's <laughs> North, even hotter. So, North, North Texas and Florida, North Texas and Florida, with if you live or you have the benefit of living in either one of those areas, like, is, the amount of training centers they have here in Texas and the yeah. amount of talent that comes out of Texas from the drafts, it's yep. only natural that they end up back here in the off season. Yeah. Meanwhile, Oh, Kayla Murray is out there, you know, streaming, streaming, you know, video games, fucking video, games. video game tournament. <laughs> I won't go into that, but <laughs> oh, I man. can't, I can't stand that. Much. <laughs> oh man. Me either. I mean, just quitting on your team. it. I mean, he quit. Ford, he quit. Ford's not doing that. He tried to, you know, Ford tried to snap his ankle back into place and go out there and finish the game. I'm just saying. In a regular season. Yep. In a regular season game. One of one, one of those quarterbacks, you know, took his ball and went home. Sat yeah. on the stoop for 
Hey, you know, hey, dad, hey, daddy, come get me. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. All right, everyone, we're going to take our second break right here, uh, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. I actually got one of these ranch waters. Have you ever had one of those? The, is that the prickly pear? The, yeah, the prickly pear. Is it Carbach or? Uh, Lone River. Well, so I was having some. You ever had one of these? Uh, no. Sonic? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> is that good? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fresh on the seltzers. I've been, because beer fucks my stomach up. I'm more yeah. of a tequila guy. But yeah. you can't you can't do tequila all day because bad things happen. <laughs> so, like, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I pace them out. So, the, the, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm not a big drinker. I quit drinking a long time ago, but I was like, these things are 4% alcohol. Like, Listerine and Nyquil have more alcohol than this. So, yeah. it's really nothing crazy. But I had, I would, like, as, as you mentioned on a post the other day, like, I've had one of those bang mixes. It's like, <laughs> That's like 8% alcohol and it tasted like a bag of Skittles. I was like, like, like a four logo, but yeah, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hey man, it's, it was good. So, but I don't see them too often. It's like a little convenience store that had it. So I was like, yeah, I'll get it, whatever. So some people that I've talked to that live in that area uh, and you've mentioned it earlier, um, you have interactions with players passing in passing, whether it's fundraisers, events, et cetera, like that just passing. Have you ever, um, have you, what kind of interactions have you had with former or current players? A lot. And that's where I don't, I will never name drop anybody and that's right. why they appreciate it. But yep. there's, there's a lot. So then going all the way back to high school, one of my coaches was part of the Pony Express. And we're still friends to this day. And that's where a lot of this took off from. And, you know, and then a lot of it honestly is, you know, unfortunately I'm a day drinker. So you meet service industry people and service industry people know, you know, who comes through here and who comes, who did what and what's in this, like, Mm -hmm. like the Zeke DJ thing, like, yeah. Like, like knew knew the bartender that was there that night that 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 type situation and not blowing anybody's spot up has because why would you right has uh, led me to a lot of contacts and credibility in this game where I can say things and I you know you you follow me on Twitter I don't name drop people yep and what I say. I don't, I don't just say things just to say them, mm-hmm. you know, I know where they're coming from yep. and like people will be like, Oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, I do. Like, I do. Yeah. Okay. Jack nine, six, seven, three, four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, ex- ex- exactly. It's like, so like, Oh, you, you don't work for a team. You know what the hell you're talking about. I was like, I, I don't, I've, I, I never have and never will work for an NFL team, but I know a lot of people who have and currently do. Yeah. Got the connection. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had any crazy stories? Like don't name drop anybody, but like what's a crazy story uh, with like a f- former or current player? Um, 
how do I say this? Um, the entire Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl team was on steroids. I mean, that's the, that's the Ray Lewis, uh, the deer antler. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ed Reed. I mean, like we know who was there. Yeah, we know who was there. And you know, I'm talking to a guy who's in the locker room, and like they show up after a summer, and they've not only have they lost weight, they've gained muscle. Yeah. There's only one way you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> random testing. Random None of them got tested. You know? Yeah. So like you, you get you get tested on 420. Yep. And that's after that, not much. Not much. And even if you do get popped, hey, check out Robert Quinn. What's he doing right now? Yeah. Making bank. And we had a conversation like that, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's worth it if we're being honest. Yeah, he's on that Liver King diet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're 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 talking literally extending your career and making you know a hundred more million dollars. Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna what cost you like what four six games maybe and then... maybe, maybe yeah maybe. The dude, the dude hit two sack, hit his career sack total combined in two seasons. Just, saying. just, just make it a Warriors game and just let them do whatever they want. Nope. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We back. Yep. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. I said, yeah, we just, we should just make it, make it a Warrior game. Let's let them do whatever they want and let's just, just go. I mean, it's already the most brutal sport in the world. I mean, maybe next to rugby. Which is a good uh, sport too. And uh, here's a here's a quote unquote hot take: steroids make sports better. Yeah, I mean you're getting like and, the best out of somebody. Unless you're in combat sports, when you can literally end somebody's life, like T.J. Dillashaw, yeah, doing EPO and shit like that. That that's different. But when you're in just a team sport where you can play better, recover quicker. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like they've evolved football so much, and the players have evolved so much that even with as big and fast as and you know durable as they are, you know, like six days isn't enough for them to recover anymore. That's, so it's just that, like that's where HGH yeah. comes in handy. Yeah, that's how Ray Lewis played middle linebacker till thirty six years old. Yeah. Or oh oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, deer antler spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deer antler spray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something like, you, yeah like, something you can buy in the store at gnc isn't gonna help you no i'm just gonna say like and what you know just people should be they should be allowed to do gh it is, it is the only medical proven thing out there to go cartilage mm-hmm. yeah it's like the uh you know, like breast sure. milk breast milk is like a hot industry in like bodybuilding i don't know yeah. if you knew that yeah, yeah. Like, well aware I, I that's part of the thing i dabbled in i did powerlifting, bodybuilding i uh trained at a metro flex i would branch warren and you know at big ronnie and you know them so lightweight lightweight oh man that's, that's funny so mike tweets people listen some people who choose to listen listen 
Um, what's it like being friends with guys like Jeff Kavanaugh, Dalton Miller, and Big Game James? So I've known I've known Kavanaugh for shit, man, like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> like before before I was even on Twitter. Yeah. Like we were just we were just drinking at the pool together. And he was barely getting his leg in in the fan. Yeah. And Dalton came around and big game James came around later on. Once I got a little bit of a little bit of a fuck for lack of a better word, clout behind my name. Yeah. And then, you know, Dalton and I we're brothers. Like yeah. that, that when you come to my house and you break bread, your family. That that's just how that works, and now he now he's living his best life in Portugal. But that's 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 a that's another conversation. And I just I've been incredibly blessed to just I'm a terrible liar because I have a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. So when I meet people, and I you know over a month's time, and I tell the same story the same time over and over again because I fucking forgot the last time that I told it to you. you they realize that, you know, I'm, I'm not here, you know, I'm not here for clout. I'm not here for your, to make a name off your name. I just want to hang out and I want to talk football. Yep. And, you know, like <laughs> the second time I met Broadus, he was like, you're way less annoying in person than you are online. <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah sure bud <laughs> like I, I i get it because like, i annoy me like <laughs> I, I i i get it and i i just you know just not not to toot my own horn but just being an authentic real person who will listen to somebody and mm-hmm. has their own opinion without talking bullshit has got me a long ways in an industry I have absolutely no part in. And it kind of, if I actually wanted to lean into it, I probably could. And I just, I don't want to take that for granted. And I never will. And the connections I've made and the people I know, I know, you know, trainers, ex-trainers, lead scouts, you know, like, yeah you just you just meet these people growing up in this once again north texas growing up in north texas it's hotbed football area i just know these people and i've been around them for decades and that's where the allegedly come from yeah so uh like big game james um, yes sir he, he's he's like a killer on the mic like yeah yeah, he, he like he knows his stuff. So what's it like working with him? Because you know that that's I like, love him. That that kind of like you know, like seeing him do his thing. Like he got you know he's got his microphone up like yeah. this and he's talking sweet to you. And it's just like dude knows his shit. That's like intimidating to me. So it's so. the dude. Uh, that's my brother from another mother, and he'll yeah. tell you the same. I I love him. He put me on. He put he literally put me on this podcast game. Without yeah. him, I I would literally never even be on a mic or headphones or, or anything like that. And he's, oh, he's real as they come. Yeah. He's real as they come. And I, I, I'll, I'll love him till the day I die. 
So how did how did you and Dalton get did you guys get linked up? Shit. Um through Twitter. Through Twitter, just because he happened to be living in this area at that time. And he came over, he came over to my house for to once like I said, he came over to my house and we hung out and we broke bread and that was it. That was it. And you know, to this day, he in the same way that dude could call me and I'm dropping everything I got and I'm on the way. If you got a problem, I'm on the way. And <laughs> the kind of friend you want in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, he's like, I mean, he's already, he already did time for this country. Yep. And, you know, like he's, he's a genuine dude. I, I really do love dog. Yeah. He's, yeah. He seems like an awesome dude. So speaking of tweets, uh, when someone as big as you, you're, you're almost at like 8,000 followers now, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking crazy i i didn't ask for this <laughs> yeah like like you tweeted that thing earlier about coming out with me and i i picked up like 20 followers i'm just like damn <laughs> this got an outreach <laughs> uh, i mean i don't i don't tweet that much on the timeline until it's football season but uh so what is what is your say your your weirdest interaction that you've had um with with either a player or a fan or someone on twitter i uh, had a uh random like Back in 2016, when I was railing against the Jalen Smith pick, yeah. I had somebody calling a death threat to me to my job. Whoa. Yeah. So it had to be someone you work with or someone mm. newer. They, uh, that's when I still had my actual name on Twitter instead of Burgers and Blisses. Ah. And they went through my email address and they called up to my where I worked at at that time. And said, tell Mike not to show up to work tomorrow. If he does, he's dying. Wow. Wow. For for being against a, a pick. Yeah. Wow. That's that's that is <laughs> that's I mean, if you like you ask for craziest, that's that's the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> for a dude that's not even in the league anymore. I mean no. no. Oh I, was, I, was, I, was, I was I was I was I was racist, I was a hater, I was this, I was that, you know, like. That's almost like it's family or something. Like, let's get one thing perfectly clear. I'm not a racist. I hate equally. If you hate any person more than the other one just because of the color of the skin, that makes you a bigot, and that's wrong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, that that is crazy. I mean, death threats. That's almost like uh, I don't know if you you know Stevie. Uh, he yeah. I, I asked him a couple of weeks ago, and he said his was uh, uh, people called in his work saying that uh, he he was being homophobic. On on Twitter, it's just like man, you can't you can't say anything like it's whatever. That's why that's why that's why my name is no longer my name on Twitter. That's when I rebranded to Burgers and Blitzes, which yeah. turns out happened to be the best thing that ever happened to my Twitter account. But yeah, you don't you don't get mistaken for Mike White, the quarterback anymore. No, no, <laughs> dude. That that oh, okay. So about that, yeah, here we go. About about that when when he got drafted. ESPN tagged the wrong person. They tag you. Tag me. I, <laughs> I gained. I gained and lost like five hundred thousand followers in like fourteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> did you still? Have, did you still have Harry and Henderson on there? No, it was. It Is was. Uh, fuck, I forgot. I think it was actually a picture of me. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like that guy that has his name like Mike McCartney. 
I think that's what it is. And everyone tweets at him. It's like, man, it sucks. All right. Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you chuck that game away? I don't know. I was at work last night. I don't know what y'all talking about. We're still in a hole, man. What the fuck? <laughs> do anything. Oh, man. So, uh, what has been your favorite moment in your Cowboys fandom history? I think I know the answer to this. 2016 Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I, I could still go, I could go back and put that game on right now and watch all. It doesn't matter that I know the outcome. That is that's an amazing. 2016 Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I don't hide once again. I, I don't hide from my receipts. I mm-hmm. hated the deck pick. They, it was a sandlot quarterback. They threw away. I thought they should have taken a DB there. Turns out he shows up and you start hearing whispers in camp like, hey, this this kid's got this kid's got something. This kid's got this kid's got something to him. Romo didn't practice in camp. Literally. All right, fuck it. He's retired now. Travis Frederick told me that when Dak Prescott took his first snap in training camp, he knew it was different. There you go. That pick. I I, I thought your favorite moment was going to be that pick because I know how much you love Dak Prescott. I I didn't initially. I didn't. And that yeah. I, I want to make that perfectly clear. I thought yep. they threw away a pick. Yeah. And and then he shows up in preseason and puts on that show after Tony Romo goes full Tony Romo and tries to run it outrun Clint Averill and never knew how to fall down so he gets crumpled. Yeah. And preseason game. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's almost that's almost like everything fell into place for that to happen too. So Romo hurt, Callen hurt. Yeah. I, I mean, wasn't even no, showers still No, no, yeah, I, I, I was about to say shout like showers. Dak, Dak was like the fourth string quarterback. Showers was ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Without him getting his foot stepped on and and camp, Dak Prescott never gets burned. Yeah, it's it's wild, you know how everything played out for that. But do you think so? Say say it was showers that started. Do you think that Dak would take it over for him by the time, you know, because I mean, certain for whatever. I, I mean, mean, yeah, yeah, I, I know the. Answer, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we've seen showers. <laughs> yeah, it's only a matter of time. Wait yeah. till he gets acclimated. He wasn't just you know thrown in the fire. So yeah. like. How do I say this? So that that Pittsburgh game, that's like that's when basically you know Dak Prescott is on the map, and then he has like this 2017 season where people are like, oh, "Yeah, cat cat boy set him up with Alan Hearns and them." Yeah, that's and 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 people still use that season against him, like they still prop up Wentz for his season. I'm just I'm, that's the truth. Yeah. Um. I, I. I. Okay. Since you brought his name up, let's make one thing perfectly clear. Carson Wentz has a hundred and sixty-one play sample size of third down of third down options, where he completely was out of his mind. Yep. Outside of that, he has never came close to reproducing that. Never remotely came close. Yep. 
And now you see where he is. Hey, and guess what? It's going to come full circle next year when Carson Wentz is Dak Prescott's backup. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, that, that, that's 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 what I need. That's I, I need that. I need that. I, I need that petty energy in my soul. <laughs> Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he ain't what oh he's gonna go save the cum handers. No, no, that ain't no. And I, you know, I pray to football god every day that they they didn't draft Justin Herbert. Yeah, because they would oh, yeah. We'd be in trouble. Dude, I got roasted. I got like half the followers. I probably half the followers I have joined my follow list just to roast me after the Justin Herbert, like when they picked Chase Young. I go, you fucking idiots. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Well, he's generational. Like, I he could be the most he could be literally Reggie White and Randy White and Demarcus Ware and Von Miller all rolled up into one. Yeah, he's still ain't he still ain't the quarterback. Yeah, especially he's, yeah, because my 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 brother's a Chargers fan, and man, I I I love Justin Herbert. I do too. I, 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 dude I do, is a I, baller. I do and too. I, I I'll say this to go back to Carson Wentz point. Carson Wentz reminds me of Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford didn't do anything until he's loaded to a loaded team, and yeah, and I, he, I told, he wouldn't got his he wouldn't got his KD ring. Yeah. So the next thing is if if Brandon Staley doesn't chargers the Chargers, the Bengals don't sniff the Super Bowl last year. That's that's what I'm saying. That's Bengals don't sniff the Super Bowl if the Chargers make Brandon, the Brandon Staley pulled a Jason Garrett and was hell bent on snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, they literally just had to tie. Tie in there in the playoffs. That's all they had to do. So, like my my dad's a Bengals fan, so he's this, <sighs> yeah, and he's he's big on the Joe Burrow better than Dak Prescott. I'm, just Dude, like, I'm, don't, I'm not okay. talking. To you. I'm no, not talking not, to you, Dad. No, okay. <laughs> let's make let's let's make no mistake. So when Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl and doesn't have an offensive line, and they let up 17 pressures, he had zero help. But when Dak Prescott is in the wild card round and his offensive line lets up 25 pressures. He folded. Make it make sense, bud. Yep. I, I yeah, I feel it. I don't, I don't <laughs> even. Make... I don't even try to defend it when I when I go over to their house. I'm just like, yeah, whatever you want to say. I'm not talking yeah. casual. <laughs> Babe, hey, hey, he's still baby arm burrow. He don't yeah. have a cannon. Right. He don't have a cannon. Yeah. Justin Herbert. In the first game of that season, Justin Herbert. I know you've seen him on Twitter versus. Freaking uh, Kansas City threw one of the best passes of that entire year. Yeah, straight out, straight out the gate. Yeah, it was like a sixty-eight yard bomb. Yeah, like through the middle. Yeah, threw it, threaded it. Absolute fucking piss missile. Absolute piss. Yeah, that's the one you're talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one where he's like he's rolling to his right and then he just launches it. And oh. I think it was I think it was was it Kenny Guyton that caught it? I think it was Kenny Guyton that caught it. Oh, yeah. I was I was talking about the Keenan Allen piss missile through the yeah. Like yeah, I love me some Keenan Allen. <laughs> I love me some Keenan Allen, man. Yeah. I I was begging when they when Rivers retired, it's like please can we get this man to Dallas? I, 
Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Larry Fitzgerald are probably my two favorite wide receivers. Yeah. It's, I would, I, I would give, I would get to have Keenan Allen on this team. Yeah. I would, I, I, I would, I would literally cut off my leg with a, with a rusty <laughs> knife to get. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's a dog, man. He's got he's got hands like I I love everything about him. Yeah, and he's complimented so well with Mike Williams. Yeah, man, fantastic. Yeah, like, and Mike, what, hey, hey, we got Gallup here. Who's Mike Williams? Come on. Okay. Oh, really? I mean, not not yeah. He's a dog, like you said. He's a dog, but he's just got to stay healthy, man. That's that's my thing. No, I mean, you saw, we talking about Gallup or Allen? Oh, I, I was talking about Gallup. Oh, he, that's one injury. That's one injury. Yeah, I just, I just hope he comes back. And I don't know. Oh, 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 if we're, while we're here, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be super depressing, I'm not trying to be depressing. Gall- Gallup won't be ready till Halloween. <laughs> that's good. So. Are we doing anything June post June one? Are we waiting until cuts in August? <laughs> can we please? Can we please? Can we please go get Humphreys? Can we please go get Humphreys? He's yeah. just sitting there. He's just sitting there. He'll yeah. give you something in the return game. Can we? Can we please? Like don't like Gallup will be quote unquote ready by like game two. Yeah, but by the time he's game ready we're looking at halloween yeah yeah that's that is depressing <laughs> way to bring the mood down. so i always ask people and everyone has said lambo uh, so what what stadium would you most want to go to and why arrowhead arrowhead, arrowhead. The tomahawk chop and the yeah. loudness now in, in that Honestly, that has nothing to do with Mahomes, but even it, since Mahomes is there, it's only made it stronger. Yeah. Out, outside of outside of Air Force Stadium and college, Arrowhead. Arrowhead. So if you had to go to an NFC East rival stadium, which one it would be? That Life Link or whatever they call that <laughs> FedEx. Can I, can I can I schedule a lobotomy or something? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give me one you gotta give me one Gosh, <laughs> i guess i i'll guess i'll go to the met where they share a stadium with three other teams yeah <laughs> i mean at least you're not gonna get like death threats or poop on you if you go <laughs> if you go to met life yeah i'm i'm 30 I'm, I'm 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 36 i ain't going to philly to find anybody yeah and <laughs> the washington stadium's a piece of shit so that's why they're trying to get a new one um, they're trying to get a new one because he's trying to distract them. Never yeah. mind. No, no, no. They got their they got a court case coming up, I believe, with like the house committee, house committee or something like that. Yeah. Which he's gonna be in big, he's gonna be in big trouble. Which what well, just can I just take a 13 second yeah, go for detour it. here and say, how in the hell do they investigate the Washington Cumhanders and John Gruden gets fired? Yeah. Yeah, if all that stuff comes out, man, it's it's really there's a lot of stuff in the NFL that's they they, they they got a deeper closet than Uvalde PD right now. They they 
Daniel Snyder is a piece of shit. Human. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I don't know how I can't, I can't church it up. I yeah. can't church it up. He's a bad person. He's a bad person. Yeah. I mean, he's laundering money, prostituting his cheerleaders. And that's just what we know. <laughs> it could be a <laughs> like, lot worse. That, and there's, there's stuff that people don't know that I do. He's. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Well, look, you... get a little Epstein in there. <laughs> oh, so you've been known to give the front office uh nicknames yeah like cat boy um who who has the best nickname that you've given in the front office cat boy cat i'm boy. so glad i'm so glad that took off oh dude it took off big time i'm so glad that took off <laughs> like everyone i'm like i remember when you first said it and then like it was like a week later everyone was saying it and then and people were coming out with like shirts and shit i'm like and then Cam Cam told me that you guys were making those cups. I'm like, damn, I don't want those cups. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's cat boy because I, you know, for growing up in this area, and we get to the early 2000s, and I think, oh, Stephen Jones is a chemical engineer. He's a light at the end of the tunnel. We we can get out from underneath Jerry. We can finally finally get this team going to where we need to be. Little did I know, he was just a train. Yeah. He was just a train at the end of the tunnel. That wasn't light. That was another train. Yeah. And he is he is worse than Jerry's ever thought about being. He has to roll over. Go, look it up. This is factual information for anybody listening. He has to roll over $20 million per year of cap space. That's his rule. Oh man, we are so fucked. Yeah, <laughs> they have twenty three right now. So yeah. with your with your twenty three, with that extra three million, they'll probably go pick up a wide receiver or a linebacker that actually won't even make the team. It's like it's like he thinks he can put in escrow or something. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's man, he, that's, stu- he, stu- he stuffs it. You know the the uh, Scrooge McDuck when he scru- he stuffs it in his pillow and just snuggles on in him. That's 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 cat boy. He can't sleep at night without twenty million dollars worth of cat space as a pillow. Oh man, because it's like, and this is the issue you get when you give non-football people football responsibilities. That's exactly. I mean, you guys, you're an oil people, and why are you running a football team? Because obviously you can't. <laughs> and, he, and and cat boy's not even an oil person. He yeah. was just he was just born with the right last name. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, I know for a fact that several GMs around the league referred to him as Tommy Boy. It's, he, the Dallas Cowboys are the laughing stock. Yeah, the, of the NFL. Yeah, I mean that's what they're, it is. Their front, their front office, and that's what that's. I get so upset when like the media starts building this up. I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. Like we're please don't. And then everything falls apart, and we, and I mean, let's get one thing perfectly clear: there's 32 teams. One of them win. Yeah. One of them win, and then when the season fails, the cat boy wants to get on the radio and talk about at the end of the day, this is about wins and losses. 
and hanging on the quarterback when you didn't do fuck all to help him. Yeah. That, like, that's why when, when Dak was through his contract, like, please, please leave. Please, like, I'm, I'm barely a Cowboys fan. Like, this team, this team is, uh, so I had a cousin about 15 years back who got out of uh, Huntsville. And uh, I let him crash on my couch. And I was trying to get him, li- trying to get his life together. And when I went to work, he pawned my TV for crank. And that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about this team right now. Like, if you get your shit together, I'll support you. I'll be the first one there. I'll be the first one in line to buy your merchandise, to buy a ticket, whatever. But until then, figure your life out, bro. Figure your life out. Yeah. So. You- I take it you don't go to very many games. No, no, no. The, the let's make no mistake. Like going to that state, that stadium is the worst thing ever happened to this team. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, my my brother literally was on the metal company who put the roof on the stadium. So I have sweet tickets and like we have tickets at the fifty yard line at the second level, which is arguably the best place you can be in that place. I don't go. I don't go. Like, give me something to support, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when they show and they pan out and stuff, it's, you know, it's 50, 50. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, because that's all, it, that's all they care about. Is they, the, it, the stadium's a tourist attraction. I wish they would like, I wish they'd play at the cotton bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been to the stadium one time, and that was a tour. And ironically, it was after a Kenny Chesney tour back in like two thousand. <laughs> it was a Kenny Chesney show back in like uh, so it'd be two thousand fifteen, I think it was. Uh, so I got I went I took the VIP tour or whatever, and unfortunately the field wasn't on because they were still cleaning up from the day before. So like we got down there, but it didn't do anything, which which sucks. But I'll talk about that later. But it's just like that's the only time I've ever been there. I want to go back, not for a game though. I think I want to go. Uh, take my family like on the tour and then like see Frisco, like the star and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I'll get more of that later, but um, so star's great, by the way. Sorry, star's great. So it's like that's, it's that's, city, that's, that's it? where I, you know, that's where I proposed to lady. I proposed to lady yeah. at the 50 yard line on the star. Is it? It's like its own little city, is it not? Because yeah, I remember yeah, that, it, that it, drone it, view. It, it really is. And, and it's it's it it really is so if anybody's not familiar with north texas like everything's massive yeah Every, like and that's whole star district we call it, where we're from we call it the star district it it is literally like two by three miles man that's bigger than the town i live in like it it, it's massive man and when you're when you're there and once again it's glamour like when you're there if you're there on a on a weekday and you're at capitol grill or uh freaking uh gosh damn it blanking on the other like any of those places around there you may see a cowboy eating dinner there you may see the head coach that eating there you know it's it's just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, everyone. All right. We're gonna take our we're gonna take our last break and we'll be right, right back. All right, everyone, back from our last break. So um Mike, after after Jerry passes, hypothetically, and Steven goes away, Caveman is now the GM of the Dallas Cowboys starting today. What's your three year plan? Signs cuts trades for the whole you know that whole nine. Starting today? Yep, starting today. I would extend Dak Prescott. I would trade Demarcus Lawrence. And I would get the hell out of the way. That's my plan. And then you're going to hire in. So you get a chance to hire in a football guy. Yes. Yes. Because I don't know what the hell you, I'm doing. Right. So I'm then, smart enough to know what I don't know. So if, if you had to name, you could pick anybody because, you know, you you still have you saw the Jones's money and it doesn't go against you. You could you could bring Scott in anybody. McLuhan. Scott McLuhan. Yep. Where's he? The drunken wizard. Where, he, where's he's he? the one. He's the one that built. He's the one that built Seattle twice. He's the one that that got Baker Mayfield to Cleveland. He is an alcoholic and perpetual perpetual pain in the ass. But the son of a bitch knows talent. Mm-hmm. The son of a bitch knows talent, and then I'll go get. You know, honestly, I'd probably keep Charlotte on. Yeah, make her, make her, make her COO, CEO, whatever she wants, and I'll go mind my own business because I'm smart enough to know what I don't know, but I'm smart enough to know if you're fucking it up, I'll notice. That, so extending Dak, Dak Prescott. Do you think that happens at the end of this year? It should happen right now. Yeah. Before they the, should have, they should have already done it. Before it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Skyrockets because again. What what's gonna happen is guess what happens this next summer? So let's see here. It's Diggs Leonard. and Parsons. Yeah. Diggs and Parsons. C D possibly, yeah. which I I don't think Steven's gonna do that. So <laughs> one okay, of the so uh, about Lamb. About Lamb. Like I said, if they give him 150 targets yep. and he doesn't produce the way that he should, I'll delete my Twitter account. Yeah. I want them to force him the ball. Yeah, you want him to be get, you want him to be basically your, to be like Michael Thomas. Like look, <laughs> yeah, look look what look what like Rogers and Devontae Adams. Yep. Rivers and Keenan Allen. We know none of you other guys are like not to say you're not worth the fuck, but we need this guy to have the ball in his hands. And if he proves, we drafted him at 17. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Put the ball in his hands as many times as you can. And if he proves not to be able to pull it out, then you already know what to do with the contract. Yep. But – Man, I'm I'm literally betting my Twitter account on it. If they give him 150 targets and he doesn't pull it off, I'll 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 be stunned. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't go from like one of the most prolific receivers in Oklahoma history to being in the, the problem is is it, the problem is is you know not to talk about Kayler Murray, but Kayler Murray can't read a playbook and 
you know, there was there was a bunch of Sandlot football there. Yeah, that's so that's true. They, they they were literally Baylor North. Yeah. So, you know, let's see let's see what happens. I, he has a room at Dax House. Their lacquer their lockers next door to each other. If it doesn't work out, it's not a lack from either one of them trying. Yeah. Something else. All right. So last two questions. So <clears throat> let's get out of here. You name them. I'll tag them. Your top three underrated Twitter follows. Because you don't follow that many. You only follow like no, 200. You only I, follow like 210. And I'm one of those lucky ones somehow. I, I keep <laughs> on, I just, I, I want to keep, because I end up seeing everything. Yeah, and I, I I know a lot of people are gonna hate it, but Marcus Mosher's a solid follow. Yeah, I, I, very controversial. Gonna they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hate it. And uh, Mike Crumb. Yeah, I love Mike. And Dalton Miller. Yep, Dalton. Yeah, that's, I mean, football minds, man. That's you know I and deal and while we're here, I don't. The reason my follower list is so low, it just no disrespect to anybody whatsoever. It really isn't. I just want to keep my feed concentrated on actual information and runs it down. Yeah. So that's that's how like I'm so I'm, I'm sorry if you're following me and I don't follow you back. Don't take it personal. I just I I want the information on there. And that's just how my brain operates. Yeah, it's a solid way to do it. But I like I was shocked when you followed me back. I was like, dude, how did this happen, man? Well, <laughs> Lucky one. You of... got you you got information. Yeah. So last question. You're on death row. What's your last meal request? Dry age ribeye. Fully loaded baked potato. Broccoli with a squeeze of lemon. And ice, ice, ice cold Miller Genuine Draft. Miller Genuine Draft. And that's the only time I'll drink that beer. I need it to be so gosh damn cold it damn near freezes. <laughs> that then that is that is because that's me a request. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Where again can we find you at on Twitter? At not to be tried. At not to be tried. And look, man, my family and I were planning a trip down to Texas in February, March timeframe vacation. Probably staying at like the Gaylord or Great Wolf Lodge or something like that. Love to have a beer with you when we get down there. We'll make it happen. Yeah. It'd be awesome to finally meet you in person. So um, thanks again so much for coming on and uh, go Cowboys. Yes, sir. Yeah.